Good morning, good afternoon. How you doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Marketplace of Ideas podcast. It is June the 4th, 2022. Beautiful Saturday afternoon. I am out in the car, so if you hear any any background noise, that's just the old engine purring there. I'm out, I'm out and about trying to get some fruits to do some juicing tonight, so it should be pretty exciting. But um, hopefully, you know, you're having a good weekend too and you are living it up. Again, I just want to let you know that you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're talking Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, you name it, we are there, rocking and rolling, like the kids say. I don't know if the kids say that anymore. That's kind of silly. I, you know, I mean, hopefully they do. But today we're going to be chatting about Disney and all of the fun <laughs> that is going to be coming their way this summer in regard to some of their choices for their children's programming. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is I saw the trailer for Pinocchio um, just yesterday, the new live action. Um, Disney has been rehashing and bringing back to life all of their old classics, just live action remakes, which is probably one of the laziest things you can do. But hey, man, it I mean, Lion King made a billion bucks, so if, I mean, if you got an IP that you could, you could like rehash and bring it back to life, I mean, go ahead, you know, I mean, (laughs) more power to you, right? So I was watching the, uh, the big fur, for her, the big kerfuffle, the big brouhaha over Moises, uh, Moses Ingram, the actress who is playing Reva as one of the Inquisitors in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on streaming on Disney+. And I, I, re- I recently saw three of the episodes, and they, they were lots of fun. I really enjoyed them, and so I didn't really get why people were so pissed. But, I mean, people need, people need anything to get angry nowadays. But it got me thinking, why is it that in this age of so much good stuff that we're getting out there, you know, are we so angry? I did a podcast earlier this week talking about the whole Star Wars issue that people have had with with their casting and everything else, and I started to think, well, I mean, why are we so mad, right? So the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I saw the trailer for Pinocchio, uh, the live-action trailer uh, with Tom Hanks, and the... Um, and, and granted, let's let's do a little background. Like Pinocchio, to me, is probably the most creepiest of all of the Disney, um, the Disney specials. Um, I personally hated it. I think I've seen it once. The animation, the you know, the character arcs, especially when those kids turned into donkeys, it it always creeped me out. I never liked it. It was not for me, and it had a lot of creepy, you know, white vans driving past schools, you know, vibes to it. So I was never, I was never really down with it, and the mere fact that they're making a live-action one, well, that's even creepier to me. I, I want nothing to do with that. But people tend to like it, and Disney has been able to, um, you know, make a lot of money on their live-action stuff. So, hey, more power to them, right? So the tra- the reason why I bring this up is because in the trailer, I saw a uh, the the fairy godmother. She was, you know, putting her magic dust or stuff onto Pinocchio to turn him into a real boy. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the um, the fairy, fairy godmother, is a, uh, is a trans actor or a non-binary character. 
And so it just is, it goes under a long list of issues that Disney has had over the last number of years, in particular in the last five to ten years, where parent groups and children's groups and advocates have been accusing them of being quote-unquote woke, which is the worst, um, which is one of the worst type of slangs you could, you could possibly, you could possibly hear or come across, right? It's just, it's cringeworthy to say the least. But it got me thinking got me thinking, why, why are we so mad at children's programming? What is it about Disney? What is it about this, this huge conglomerate that's been putting out animated shorts and stories from when they had Steamboat Willie, the first one with Mickey Mouse, to Pixar, to, you know, to, to everything that they've put out. Why is it there's such anger and such hostility when they put out a character? And so I was doing a little bit of digging and you know, looking at sort of looking at um, looking at articles and stuff like that, just to try to figure out why the heck are people so mad? And I came across a uh, couple of videos um, just online, and in it they were they were discussing pretty much why Disney has has gotten the ire of of these parents groups. And I forget the video because it was pretty it was pretty cringeworthy, but the synopsis of the whole thing was basically that Disney has been taking on a ever-woke, progressive, left-wing, uh, Marxist, um, socialist agenda to turn children away from their the parental authority. They want to, you know, um, sort of mo- make a mockery of the nuclear family. And in doing so, Disney has been biting the hand that feeds them, i.e. parents and families that have supported, you know, the House of Mouse for decades. And to be fair, you know, I mean, I, I guess one could say that some of the things that are on the streaming service, the Kardashians, the Tommy and Pamela Anderson um, saga, uh, they put the Netflix Marvel heroes on there that are pretty violent. So, you know, I mean, I, I could kind of get it. But at the end of the day, if you're the one paying for that service, you can just put the, the safety features on and watch what your kid's watching. But it really got me thinking as to why parents in particular get so pissed and I got a couple of points because myself being a parent I I started thinking well maybe you know it's because of this maybe because of that blah 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 but I got three points that I I thought I'd maybe you know just elaborate on and you know maybe people could add some could add some value to, to some folks there so the first one is that parents within North America have a lot less control over their children than they did in the 70s and the 80s, and even in the 90s when I was coming up. Now, case in point, back in the day, you'd have one screen in your house, which was your TV. If you're rich, you might have two. And before the advent of cable, you would have, you know, like three channels. You know, you'd have your, we had CTV, CBC, we had the French channel, and sometimes we'd get the peasant channel or the, you know, uh, sometimes we get four, but for the most part, we had three. And it was very easy for you to see what your kid was watching because, you know, it was one TV, it was usually in the living room, and everybody would gather around there, and, you know, normally you could see what was on TV, and most of it was pretty pretty tame sort of fair. It wasn't too, too crazy, you know, um, unless you were watching stuff later on at night. And even back in the day, I remember um, if you were watching TV and it was really, really late, they'd get that, that, that thing would come on to say, oh, 
um, you know, we don't have any more, any more viewing anymore. It's done. And you'd be like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I got to go to bed now, right? So you didn't have to really worry so much about what your kid was watching because most of the time you could just peep over their shoulder to see that. Well, that's not the case anymore. You know, as of right now, there are, you know, the average, and this was, this was a stat that was taken a while back, but the average um, viewership of television, this was just television back in the day, was six hours. That was in, uh, oh my goodness, I believe that was 1996. So you can only imagine what it is now in 2022. I mean, not only do we have, I mean, let's, let's keep it real. Not only do we have, you know, cable, right? Not only do we have the internet, not only do we have social media, but on top of that, we have streaming services like Disney Plus, HBO Max. And if you have access to all of those, you can access these not only from your home, but everywhere, 24 hours a day, 365. On and if your child has a laptop, a phone, right? They've got a tablet. There, right there alone is over three, you know, screens that they can look on and see anything, any type of content, day or night, night or day. And so that that's frightening to a parent because there's some crap on there you do you don't want anyone to see. Like there's some stuff on there that nobody should be looking at, right? So, you know, what's a parent to do? So first, there's just a lot less control over what your child sees. The second is that not only is there a lot, you know, less control over what your child sees, a lot more of the content that's being created is a lot more mature than what it was when I was a kid. So a great example, um, I remember watching... um, What's a good one? Uh, The Golden Girls as a kid. Now, looking back at those episodes, you realize how spicy and saucy Blanche was. And some of the stuff that they were saying was pretty adult. But normally, it was always intelligently written. So it went over. It would usually go over a kid's head. It wasn't something that you could say, oh, this was gratuitous. Or this was, you know, something that was, you know, not fit for, you know, prime time. You know, there would there you wouldn't have anything with like a CSI or or cutting people open or you know sex or violence at at eight seven or eight right. But now I could like the stuff that I see on CSI or any of these other channels are just as crazy as what I would see at at late night. You know, like on at like midnight or whatever else. And so the feeling that the game has been upped, you know, like it's, it's no longer just, um, like, you know, standard stuff about, you know, allusions to sex, to sex, like they're getting it on right there on the screen. And some of the stuff is pretty wild, you know? So not only do you have less control over what your kid watches, but what they're watching is far more salacious, you know? There's far more of a shock value, which is insane. It's just crazy. But I think the third and most important thing that really kind of, you know, kind of scares parents quite a bit is with something that I remember um, listening to. There's an artist that I I followed as a kid, and I still kind of follow. His name's Ja Rule, and he was really big in the early, you know, early, late, late 90s, early 2000s. 
and he's since kind of fallen out of favor, but he's still, you know, he's still got a couple of good songs out there. And he made a statement on a radio program in which he was talking about how no time in the history of, you know, like culture um, have we seen parents and kids liking the same stuff. And so what he was saying was when he was coming up, his parents were in the Gladys Knight and the Pips and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they didn't listen to the same music. He was listening to like, you know, kid stuff. But now we're starting to see parents and kids literally listening to the same stuff, going to the same movies, buying the same clothes almost. And it's to the point where there's not a lot of separation, right? And so parents are thinking, okay, I'm watching this, they're watching that, we're almost watching the same thing, and there's no way that I can, I can stop it. Like, there's no way that I can edit it. There's no way that I can, like, make sure that what they're watching... Because I know, I know what's up. And, and I think the other thing, too, is that there's so much stuff coming so quickly that it's so difficult just to even, even keep up with it all. Like, just as far as the slang, as far as, you know, what's hip and what isn't. And so you might be watching something, and they might be watching something... And then before you know it, it's like, okay, they are, you know, a new show comes out and you're like, okay, this looks pretty safe and whatever. And then if you read the synopsis of the show, like that show Cuphead on, um, on Netflix, I was thinking, okay, you know, I mean, again, it's that creepy animation, but I'm like, ah, okay, it's not that bad, you know, whatever, whatever. And then you start to realize, no, this was like two guys who sold their soul to Satan and they're now sharing in the adventures of that kind of stuff. And you're like, what the, f- what the heck? You know, but it looks like just this innocent show. And so you're, you're, you're so far behind the eight ball when it comes to anything to do with like culture, it's coming at you so quickly. Even if you do follow certain stuff and you're hip to whatever, you're not going to be hip to all of it. And some stuff's going to flow through the cracks. And so you got parents that are like, well, I, I, I don't have as much control as what they used to watch when I was coming up, right? There's tens of thousands of websites and social media accounts and Pinterest accounts that they can follow that may or may not have their best interests at heart. And third, it's coming so quick and so fast, I can't even keep up. And so when parents see large companies like Disney that make billions of dollars, they feel, they feel powerless, I mean, you're, you're not going to, you can't beat them. And so this is why, you know, parents feel this way. But I, I definitely want to offer some, some uh, I guess, a solution, if it were, as it were. I think for myself, I know that, um, you know, I, I keep abreast of everything I can, of what, I'm wa- of what my kids are watching, what I'm watching, you know. And you have to be there with them and talk to them about it. So if there's a show that kind of scares them and ask, Hey, you know what? You got a question about it. The, the character did this or said this or acted like this. This is what that means. You know, and you kind of go from there. Or if, if there was something frightening, like my kid used to get frightened over, um, Paw Patrol of the dragon that was on that show. And you'd look at it and think, that's just a dragon, but you got to realize to a two year old or one year old's brain, this is frightening, right? And there, there was a reason why so many of our um, television programming in the 80s and the 90s had parental, you know, guidance on it because 
you know, our small, our developing minds couldn't tell what was what and what was real. So I, I think it's just, you got to be diligent about it. You got to realize that you're not going to catch everything, but if you kind of, you know, have these talks with them and kind of headed off at the pass, so to speak, I think you're going to have a better chance of not being one of those parents that freak out over what their kids are watching, you know, because at the end of the day, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's wild out there. And some of the stuff, you know, if, I mean, I, I can't even, I can't even believe some of the stuff that's on TV nowadays and you're watching it and you're thinking, I, my gosh, this is nuts out here. But, but nonetheless, you know, there's always hope. Don't give up. And, um, but, but anyways, you know, hopefully this added some value to your day and look for us, I guess, you know, just in the future for, uh, for more podcasts out there talking about, uh, talking about the stuff, what's going on out there. But, but until next time, take care and be good to one another out there.